Do you want to get more help around the house, but you're a little nervous to talk with your husband about this? Maybe you have in the past and it turned into a fight. Maybe your tone was a little bit too harsh. Are you like me? I can sometimes be a very direct and blunt person, and I don't really sugarcoat things too well. (laughs) Jared always reminds me, just change your tone. Ask in a different way, and I will definitely do it. (laughs) Are you like that? Do you struggle with your tone when you're asking for help? Well, on the show today, I have my friend Lydia Santos from the JAR podcast, and she's sharing with us how we can communicate to our husbands to recruit him to help out around the house. I know I need this advice. Maybe you do too. So let's dive into today's show. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hi, Lydia, and welcome to the show. I am really excited to dive into our conversation today about communicating with her husband to get him to help out around the house. So without further ado, I am going to let Lydia tell us about herself, what uh, about her family and what she enjoys, how she enjoys spending her time. Hey, Lisa, thanks for having me on. And for those of you listening, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Lydia. I am a boy mom. I have a 12 year old. I can't believe it. He just turned 12. I forgot. Um, my other son's almost nine and my husband and I've been married for 13 years. We were high school sweethearts. Um, well, we didn't date in high school, but I had a crush on him and I wrote about <laughs> him in my diary. And then uh, we got married like, oh goodness, 13 years ago. So we were already in college. So we stayed friends for a while. And um, I, my husband and I have gone through a lot in our marriage. And so my podcast is mostly about how to overcome trauma and pain and issues that you face in your marriage and difficulties and how to really find your identity in Christ again after going through all of that and how to serve your family coming from a place of wholeness, like Lisa said. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. I also homeschool the boys, former teacher, just like Lisa. So lots of things in common. So I'm glad to be here. I forgot that you were a teacher. I thought I thought you were, but I couldn't remember if you were. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. And everybody tends to think that, oh, you're a teacher. It must be easy to homeschool your kids. But that is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had to unlearn traditional classroom things to be okay with how homeschool operates. So it's been Absolutely. a journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. I remember on my first day of teaching, I told the kids, I was like, okay, everybody get out their books. And they all did it. And I was like, whoa, I have 
power. <laughs> I was like, I could tell 25 kids to do, do something and they all do it. You at home, you tell your kids to do something. And they look at you like, uh, no, <laughs> it does not work the same way. <laughs> it does not work the same. Okay. We're not talking about homeschooling, <laughs> but we are talking about managing your home. So I get this question a lot <laughs> from clients, from listeners, from friends. How do I get my husband to declutter? How do I get him to do chores around the house? That is like the million dollar question. And I know that you have a podcast where you're talking about marriage and you're talking about communication and communicating with your husband. So first of all, before we answer that question, because I know that we will eventually lead into that through the topics that we're talking about, how do you and your husband run your home um, regarding chores, tasks, everything else? Well, I'll say even that's been a journey because it's not the same today as it was in the beginning when we were just married, just the two of us. And then when we had littles and I was a stay-at-home mom, well, first I was a working mom, then I was a stay-at-home mom. So like all the stages you go through, the biggest thing is figuring out what works for whatever phase of life you're in. So right now with our boys being um, in sixth and third grade, it looks a lot like delegating and collaborating on who's going to do what and each week figuring out what are the main things we need to get done this week you know is it a bigger project for the home um like what when we get home from traveling here for thanksgiving week we're going to be redoing our master bedroom so that's going to be a, a main thing of figuring out what he can do to help, what is my part in it? I paint, he doesn't, but he'll probably help me move the bed, you know? So <laughs> um, it's figuring out where we operate in our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, and so right now, as we run our home, we're both working from home and I homeschool. So we're all in the house, all creating the mess every day. <laughs> so it looks a lot like touching base in the beginning of the week, figuring out what are the things that he can do? What are the phone calls he can make? Because I prefer not to. <laughs> I <laughs> Me <could>. too. <laughs> I could if I had to. I don't want to call anybody no. either. I'm like, can you make all the phone calls to get these people to come fix this? Because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> but just in the same way, he prefers not to do some of the other things like, I don't know, dishes or something around the house. He's willing to if, if, I, if I ask him to. But it's kind of figuring that out. Like I'll take care of these things this week and you take care of these things this week. And it's just that conversation that happens. It's not necessarily a set. I always do this. And he always does this. If that makes sense. Do you have any chores that y'all have delegated that are solely his and solely yours? Um, they're, hmm. They're like, white. I know. Mm -hmm. Like I know for me and my husband, when we first got married, we were 21 and I, one of the things that I didn't want to do was take out the trash. I just <laughs> didn't ever want to think about it. I just, I just wanted just somebody, I wanted to outsource that. I wanted it to be like automatic. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so I said, I don't know what the negotiation was at that time. Like <laughs> I'll do this if you'll always do this, yeah. but he was so good at that one thing. <laughs> that is one of the things that I don't do either. It's my husband or my boys. Um, so I would say the trash, he actually does the deep cleaning of the bathroom. Really? Yes. And I think how did you, one of those <laughs> how did you get that to happen? 
those conversations of, you know, I am pl- again, playing into strengths and patience and whatever. I wished it would be more. Um, and, and so now I meet him halfway. I'll do like a quick putting things away from the, on the counter, the sink counter, or I'll do a quick wipe down because he won't do that on a regular basis. And I just, un I had un- unspoken expectations of, well, he needs to just wipe the sink off when he's done or something. But now I've come to value the fact that he actually maybe once a month will do a really deep clean, mm-hmm. which I don't want to do that. Do you ask him to do it? Um, I'll bring it up and say, hey, would you mind at some point? And he's like, yeah, sure. And it may not happen right away. And I've learned yeah. how to not expect it to happen that very moment that I ask. Um, <laughs> but he, it was part of his chores growing up. And so he he's like, yeah, sure. I'll, and he gets though he gets into this big cleaning mode where it's everything is cleaned all at once. And I'm more as we go. So we're, yeah. we've learned how to fit that in where it belongs, you know, how y- y'all like balance each other out. Yeah. Yeah. My husband is really good with, <clears throat> with list. Like I was, if I'll say, okay, it's cleaning day and <clears throat> make this like big announcement or something. And if I say, if I make a list for everybody, which I do on my communication board, all of my kids love lists too. They like check, 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 check. And my husband is the same way. And he's like, he will just have it done so fast, but to some things like he just doesn't see. <laughs> oh, I, right. remember, we, I remember when we were first married and we were living in this little bitty place and I was the, always the one cleaning the toilet and I finally just let it go. I was like, I'm going to see like nobody, nobody tells me to clean the toilet. I'm going to see how long it'll go until he realizes that the toilet needs to be clean and we had hard water so it showed it like showed yep. <laughs> and, 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 I mean I don't know how long it was weeks probably I don't even know how long it was it was a good long time and I finally this little 21 year old or I think I was 22 at the time I had said to him I was like do you not notice <laughs> do you not notice that the toilet needs to be clean <laughs> he's like eh well, first of all, men are just interesting that way <laughs> in general. Um, I know there are some, some men. Maybe, yeah, I remember. I yeah. know there are some that are not that way, but I I've learned that same that same lesson of I tried those little experiments. Like how long <laughs> there was one? How long is this box going to sit here? It had like a playscape in it that he said he would put together for the kids. This was years ago. I was like, well, I'm not going to remind him. Let's just see how long it sits there. It sat there for like two months. And, but those experiments typically don't, at least for me, don't end well. They don't. (laughs) It it ended with more argument, less Mm. coming together and really doing something that works for us toward unity. And even with lists, like you said, I tried at first because for me, lists are normal. Yeah. And my, my husband struggles with ADHD. So I thought, okay, well, a list will work for him. But I didn't tell him. I didn't communicate that ahead of time. It was, I'm going to write the list for him, like a honeydew list. Not that it was called that. But then I put it at eye level on the fridge because he's going to see it there. And at some point, we had a conversation about him missing the list right there. And then how that wasn't really conducive to 
conversation and communicating about what needs to get done, it felt to him more like you're telling me to do this. So we've learned through the years and trial and error that lists do work, but it sounds more like, hey, babe, we have a lot to get done for the house or for this. Um, Why don't you tell me some of the things that you want to get done and I'll add mine. And where do you want this list to go? Like where you're going to see it. And for him, it's on his phone. It's a shared note because he's always looking at his calendar and setting reminders. So I didn't know that before. And so a lot of that has just come through communication and more like, how do you want to contribute to this? And how can I help out here instead of here's your list, babe, go and do this just because I know what needs to get done because I notice those things. And so it's, it's a little bit of bringing some of it to his awareness before, like um, if guests are coming, what, what needs to get done before the guests come? Then he'll say, oh, the bathrooms. But on a typical day without communication, that's not on his radar. He's thinking about work or baseball practice coming up. So mm-hmm. it's more about bringing it to the table and coming up with a list together that has helped us. I love that so much. Um, so much of what, what you were saying as far as like, you know, you know, not just like giving them a list and say, here, honey, do these things. And we have had to learn that as well, because not only does my husband like lists, he doesn't like to be given lists. Mm-hmm. And lists also tend to create overwhelm and anxiety for him when, a, when he's supposed to come home from work and have a place of Zen and serenity, he is now bombarded with like an an ever ending list. And when you have your own home, you always have stuff to do. And so um, I love that how, you know, and we do the same of let's communicate, like, what, what do you see that needs to be done? Oh yeah. That bathroom needs to be done as well. Who, who wants to tackle that? I love that. How y'all it's, it's creating, it's like recognizing the respect that you have for your husband, because we wouldn't want them to come to us and tell them, tell them telling us everything that we're not doing. It's also, I feel like it also creates a lot of blaming and a lot of shaming. And like you said, those experiments, you're right. I have, they never worked out, you know, well for me (laughs) and they lead to arguments and, me shaming him and placing blame on him and showing him how he is less than for not recognizing we all have our our weaknesses we none of us have arrived and um i think you know it it's, it doesn't serve our husbands well when we play those games and play do those experiments and and wait it out so yeah i think that comes with maturing <laughs> For sure. And some of it is just trial and error and figuring out what works for you and your own personal personalities. And and for us, it's a bicultural marriage. And so there's a lot of expectations of cultures that we had to figure out. Um, But it's also about learning when to communicate about it, because communicating about it in the middle of a heated moment probably isn't going to be either remembered or implemented later. It's more like when there's a peaceful moment, go, hey, okay, before we have the next holiday, before we have the next guest over, before whatever, can we figure out what works for us? Um, and that sets us up for better communication even during those those times. Um, and so that's just a little thing that's helped yeah. us as well. 
Yeah. Talking about your wants and desires outside of the argument. It's never, I've learned, it's never a good idea to tell him what I want in the middle of an argument because he doesn't want to give me anything I want during the middle of an argument. Right. <laughs> so like we kind of have, a, we kind of have to have, and and so sometimes what I find myself doing is like, like, what do you call it when you're, we, we're in reactive mode. We're always in like reactive. We're reacting to something we don't like and a need that we don't feel like is being met or a, a job that we feel like they should do. We're always like in reactive mode. So for you, how do you feel like you can be you, like you have mindfulness, like you keep mindfulness of things that you want to see improvements on, but you might not think of them until these situations occur. So how do you like stay in that mindful, um, you know, position to talk about this and to communicate these, you know, needs with your, not, I don't want to say needs, these desires, (laughs) because we've already, we've already talked about needs. We don't need a whole lot to really live, but these desires with your husband, how do you become be more mindful of them in, instead of waiting until we're reacting? Yeah. And actually one thing that we've sort of done naturally, but been more intentional with recently is something we call sanctuary. And it's not something we made up. It's some of our friends, um, but it's, it's a weekly meeting. It's a weekly, not date night, but it is out of the house and it's at the same place like this restaurant. And that's our opportunity to talk about things throughout the the past week that have irritated us, bugged us, that we didn't feel heard on. And we know that that's coming each week. So we know that if something happens in the moment, that's like really rubbing us the wrong way, or we don't like how he responded, or I don't like how I felt when this happened, I'll put it either on the notes list in my phone, or I'll just remember like, okay, that, that I think that's something that we'll address in sanctuary next week. And so it's like, it's a budgeted time that we know is coming. It's it's kind of like when you budget an amount to spend on something, you don't have to worry if it's going to be taken away. We know it's there. And so that's one way that I'm more mindful in the moment of my reactions is, okay, I don't need to react to this right now. We can talk about that at Sanctuary. Um, another thing is just me prioritizing my time with the Lord every day. Because when I don't, it makes a big difference in the moment. <laughs> and I don't hold back when I should. Um okay. But I think that even allows me to find a safe place to talk about it because I tend to err on the side of, well, I'll just keep it quiet and I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. So actually speaking up is something that I've learned I needed to do, but not mm-hmm. necessarily right then in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's something that's definitely helped us and helped me to be more mindful. And it's helping him too. Yeah. So for someone who, you know, is just, you know, starting to be, you know, more out, not outspoken, but not be mousy, not be like, you know, keep it to themselves. And they want to start communicating their needs to their husband more and be more forthcoming with what they desire. Where do they start? Where do they start with this? Um, because if their husband's not used to them speaking up with what they want, you know, to happen in the house, and they're just taking care of all the chores, and they're, they're basically creating they're they're creating a martyr for themselves they're they're taking on that martyr role of just doing 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 and doing and not asking and not you know you know sharing the responsibility and 
the task with their hu- their husband or their spouse, um, where do they even start? Like that can feel daunting. I, I can understand how women could feel like the fear of sharing what they what they want. How do they even start? And I I can think of a conversation I have with my husband. Um, this was already almost like eleven years into our marriage, but it finally hit. It finally like clicked for me. I came to him in humility and also in trying to help him meet one of his desires for me, which is to relax and rest. <laughs> and I just don't do that very naturally. I'm very task oriented. And so I came to him one day and I said, you know, I, I want to be able to let my guard down, relax, laugh, have fun with you, watch a movie tonight with you or whatever. But I literally have a running to-do list in my brain that I cannot stop. And so I know that sometimes when I'm in that task-oriented mode, I can come across as nagging because you don't see that list. You don't know what I'm constantly thinking. And even when we've communicated about it in the past, it's been in little spurts. And so I just, I need you to know I'm always in this mode. And so I'm trying really hard to meet you where you're at and be more fun. (laughs) But I think it's something that I would appreciate help with. If you want me to relax and do this with you tonight, maybe come and ask me what's something on your to-do list that I can take care of for you. Or what's overwhelming you right now that I can help out with? Um, What is feeling really stressful for you? And we can figure out when it gets done together. It doesn't maybe necessarily, but if I just know that it's going to get done, that'll just help me take a big sigh of relief. And I can relax with you and I can watch a movie with you and not constantly be thinking about this thing over here that needs to get done. I know it's going to get done. We had a conversation about it. So coming to him with just a genuine desire to meet him in the middle and whatever it is that he has expressed, you know, that he would want from you, coming toward him and saying, I want to do that. It's not out of, I need you to. So word choice is important. But in order to meet you here, this would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So good. I can remember a conversation that I had with my husband just, I don't know, three or four months ago. I am a very task-oriented person too. And I'm a very, I'm not a very like, I am sweet, but I'm very like, just, I just say it like it just, and my husband is the most like gentle and he's a, he's obviously a, you know, a man, but he's Mm -hmm. just really like, he's just sensitive and he's just, and I'm just like, I just said it. Like, why are you, why are you upset? I just said it. He's like, but it's the way you said it. It's not what you said. It's what you said yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so I wanted him to be more affectionate to me. I wanted him to like woo me, to romance me, to like, and he said, he said, I'll, I, I want to do that. I want to do that for, for you, but I need you to be super sweet to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, cause I don't do flattery very well. And I felt like I wasn't being genuine and authentic to who am I myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's compromise. And just mm-hmm. like you were talking about, 
exactly how you were talking about. Like he wanted you to relax and have more fun. And you're like, honey. And I think also like sharing without being like listing out all our problems, sharing what's going on in our heads. Because us women, there's this book. I I remember back in the day, women are like spaghetti. Men are like waffles. Like they're very like, this is the problem in this little box. And it doesn't bleed into this little box. Our box, we have no boxes. (laughs) There's there's no boundaries there. Everything's connected. (laughs) Everything's connected. And so literally we are, like you said, walking around with a hidden to-do list in our head and our our husbands don't even know about it. (laughs) Poor guys. So I know poor guys. And so really communicating that to them. And I love what you said about, like you said to him, hey, ask me this question. Sometimes like they don't even know what to ask us. And I think like teaching our husbands, because like you said earlier, he comes from one, you know, um, background and you come, we all come from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so like teaching our spouse, like literally the question to ask us that will help us is necessary. Sometimes we just think, oh, he should just know that. That's, yeah, that's not even fair, but teach our husbands what questions to ask us. Like, yeah, if, if he asked me the question, what's the matter? That's too big of a question for me. I can't dig too. through my brain to find the thing. Just ask me, how can I help you in this moment or what feels stressful to you? So yeah, yeah. helping him with the question. So it doesn't actually trigger a bigger thing, you exactly. know, exactly. And not getting mad at them. For, for not knowing, yeah, <laughs> not just like, just automatically knowing, oh man, all of those unsaid <laughs> expectations that we set up our husbands, God bless them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think I love, I love everything that you've said about like, just being, just having communication, especially communicating when the moment is not tense it's not fired up. I love the idea of having, having something called a sanctuary. Um, I know for m- my husband and I, we do date nights, and but they're not as consistent because our schedule just doesn't always, like the same day is not always available. Um, but just having that expectation of like, okay, this is going to be a safe space. We're going to love each other and we're going to like be able to talk about things that might be a little bit sensitive, you know, when we're in. And I think getting out of the house, like you said, have you, have you seen the difference or experienced the difference of trying to communicate with your husband when your kids are around as opposed to being outside of the house? Yeah. And that's something that we've noticed a bit more as we've been trying to be more faithful in this sanctuary time, which is different than date night. Date nights are more like, okay, we're not talking about these issues. It's just fun and connecting. Sanctuary is more like, this is our chance to discuss. And it's, we, we were trying to be mindful of letting our children see some healthy conflict and work things out and discuss certain issues so that they know like this is normal to have to figure things out together. Yeah. And even when it doesn't look that pretty, but if it's something that keeps coming up, we can't resolve in a simple conversation in the, in the home. Uh, it's recurring. There's a lot more to it than we need to discuss that at sanctuary coming up. So there's kind of a balance. Um, but we've, we've also seen more, um, 
willingness. Like I would say the other night we were getting into a pretty heated discussion. It was going to a much deeper level than it really needed to because there's just so much there. And I had a walk scheduled with my friends and I was like, I don't want to interrupt you and we can finish this conversation, but I did commit to a walk with my friends and I think it would actually be good if I go get a breather and get some air and we can table this and come back to it at at sanctuary. And just that uh, vocabulary helped him to go, oh yeah, you're right. Like he didn't have to try to fit it in all right there. It was like, okay, good. And I said, I love you. That, you know, just the reassurance of like, just because we had this conflict and just because I'm taking a break, it's not, I'm not walking out. I'm not storming out. I'm going on a walk with friends to get fresh air. And you know that this can be addressed again here. So it's just knowing and that reassurance um, and knowing that we didn't need to continue that that depth of or strength of a conversation with the kids around. Yes. You know, I always, I always find that, yes, like you, I want my kids to see healthy conflict, but at the same time, sometimes like if they keep coming in while we're trying to like, oh, it just, it right. does not help it at all. Um, so if listeners are, you know, tuning into this and they want to ask their husbands, you know, or bring up different topics, um, maybe they'll consider like creating this space where you talk to your husband and say, hey, let's create this time where we sit down and you, I, I listen to, you know, things that you want um, and desire. And you're going to listen to things that I want and desire. And they're going to come from a place of like, we're still married and we still have to, you know, be, ha- I want to be happily married. I don't want to just be married. I don't right. want to just have, I don't, I don't want to just be, you know, roommates or anything like that. I want to be like head over heels, happily married, happily in love. And I know that the only way to do that is if I'm communicating what I want and I'm giving you the space to communicate your what you want as well. So I, I love all of that. I know you talk about communication a lot on your podcast. So would you tell our listeners where they can find you and what they're going to get from listening to your, to your podcast on a weekly basis? Yeah. So the podcast can be found on really any platform. It's the jar podcast. Um, the link is bit.ly slash the jar podcast. Um, or you can find me on Facebook at Christian wife and marriage community. And we have further conversations in there. Um, based on the episodes that we talk about. And we just talk about how to how to overcome shame, um, either with something that happened in your in your marriage or with you personally, how to um, reclaim your identity in Christ and just really focus on how God made you and what you can control and your uniqueness um, and how God can help you heal from those things you've experienced and then how to walk in obedience as a wife and as a mom, what is God asking of you? And are you willing to do the hard work to start with you and where you can change and see the effects on your family and your marriage, not waiting for the other person to go first. So you can find me in those two places where we talk about that. So good, man, we need encouragement for that because so many, so many times we're pointing the finger at somebody else and little do we realize that we need to work on ourselves first. So thank you so much for your heart and for encouraging women 
for mom, encouraging moms and wives to really be introspective and to evaluate themselves and giving them a safe space to share because we all carry that shame and that guilt and right. um, God doesn't want us to carry that around. So thank you so much for sharing this. We, I have so many notes from um, what you said about communicating and I'm definitely going to take some some of these and put them to, to action, communicating with my husband and I know that our listeners will as well. So thank you so much, Lydia. Thanks for having me. She had so much encouragement for marriages, for spouses and their relationships. I absolutely love that. One thing that I'm taking away from that is her idea of a sanctuary meeting, this standing meeting where you have the liberty and the freedom to voice what's going on. I know for my family, we used to have family meetings at dinner time, and I probably need to get back to that, where on Sunday, I think it was, we would all sit at the dinner table and we would talk about you know, some ways we can do better this week. And we would make our own personal goals and other people would say, hey, I would like it if you would do this, or you know, this kind of, kind of irritates me a little bit. You know, we would say it obviously in a good way and sugarcoated a little bit, but it gave us that time where we were able to openly communicate our needs and desires with each other. So that might be something that you want to put in place, maybe a family meeting once a week or a sanctuary meeting like Liddy had talked about, or even a date night. If you're not doing a weekly or regular date night with your spouse, start there. Have fun together. Start working on your relationship. And when you want to communicate something that's bothering you, your husband or your spouse is going to be much more open to hearing from you if they feel connected with you already. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I am here to support you. If you need some one-on-one decluttering sessions this holiday season, I am running a special. The prices are going to go up on my online decluttering sessions. Um, starting in the new year. So make sure that you lock in your sessions now before the prices go up. Go to habitsandhome.com slash services to get started with one of my decluttering packages, okay? Um, You can also gift that to one of your loved ones, a family friend, a family member, or a friend. I'm sure that they would enjoy having someone to work with them to simplify their home as well. All right, I'll see you right here next week on the Habits and Home Show.